Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Yes, it's the Bakery Bears radio show. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by a very special guest, my lovely wife, Kay. Looking puzzled. Why, why am I a special guest? I'm always here. Yeah, I know. I I'm Kay. Did you just say that? Yes, I introduced uh, you. Oh, okay. You're so special, I introduced you. Well, that's very kind. She's wearing a wonderful hat. It looks amazing. Thank you very much. I it's made it. all autumnal in colours. Autumnal. Autumnal. It's perfect for what is. We're now properly into autumn. Hey, couple of days. It's Halloween. I know. Woohoo. A few days, yeah. I know, I know. That's amazing. The year is flying by. And speaking of the year flying by, so are our lives. <laughs> well, that's cheery. Thank you for that. Because in today's show, ladies and gentlemen, we all have baggage. <laughs> and as we get older, that baggage seems to increase. And what we thought we would do today is we thought we'd try and tackle some of that baggage and see if there's a way of um, getting around it, making it not feel quite so heavy. Yes. Yes. Aging gracefully, is that what you mean? That's the key. Is it possible? Is, well, it is, is it possible to age gracefully? It is, because there are people out there who do it, who do like it. the Queen. Absolutely. The Queen of England. She ages brilliantly gracefully. She was seen the other day for the first time using a walking stick. Right. I know. That made me sad. She's 95. Yeah. Well, give us a So, credit. God love her. If I she know. wants to use walking stick, I then know. use it. But it's kind of a sign, isn't it, that well, she's, but, she, she's, old, she's not going to be around forever. She isn't. She isn't. But... She's not the only person no. who's aged gracefully, because look at my mum. Yes, absolutely. She's also aged wonderfully gracefully. Mm, mm. So is there a way to age gracefully? In today's show, we'll try and find out what it is. Now, to do that, we need to get out on our lovely walk. And it's actually, it's really quite sunny out there. It's sunny, but it's chilly, isn't it? It's sort of the perfect combination. But I'm thinking, Kay bought me a lovely pair of sunglasses for my birthday. Oh, I did. So I'm wondering if today might be the first day when you know, I can actually... You're going to wear them. I can actually They're wear very them. swish. Um, They're blue. They are. They've got blue lenses. They yes. look very cool. Very Jack Bauer. I think he'd wear them. <laughs> They're uh, Oakleys, then. Oakleys, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice and big, because I've got a massive head. All right. <laughs> right, come on. Let's, let's get, get out, out on our lovely walk. So, this is lovely. We tidied up the other day. Who was coming? Oh, the gas man. <laughs> True. Does not. Do, does everybody not tidy up when somebody's coming around? Don't matter who it is. I'm just moving stones off the driveway onto the neighbours' bit where they should belong. Oh, drives me crazy. Anyway. Are you ready then, Kay? I'm ready. Did I start recording? Oh, I did. I'm rolling with my run. Yeah, because we clapped. No, my run keeper. I mean, oh, oh okay. they're cool. They look cool. I like those sunglasses. So Oh, Dan looks quite sexy. <laughs> I quite like walking with him today. Can you hold that? We have a letter to post. We've got a letter to post, but we'll walk straight past the post box. Don't let us do forget we? everyone. We do. Okay. Don't oh, yeah. let us forget to post this letter. Say we... to us when we walk past the post box. You're walking past it. One of the keys. Oh, it... you look very nice. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Finding my husband quite attractive today. Well, do you know what? After all these years, that's a positive. Hey, they're really good, actually. Maybe they... that's a way of growing old gracefully, to always think your husband's quite handsome. 
You're embarrassing me. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I don't mind. So, yes, my goodness. I mean, oh, do you know what? It makes me think back to, I remember people like my grandparents and other sort of adult, older people saying to me when I was younger and they were older, oh, you know, make the most of it while you're mm-hmm. young. And you never really, it's difficult to perceive and comprehend why people are saying that yeah. up until you get to you that get point. You get to that point. And yeah. now we say it to Bryony constantly, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that... Um, it's difficult to perceive when you're... Good health is the wrong thing to say, because... When you've got that youth, it's the youth, isn't it? The, the vitality of youth and the resilience of youth. Yeah, and definitely. And that, that wanes, doesn't it, the older you get, obviously. I think as well that young people tend to, I suppose with that vitality, comes the positive outlook. And the, you know the fact that young people will normally roll with any any sort of punch that you you, you throw at them. Yeah. And I, I do wonder if that does correspond with the fact that you're young and your your body's in good nick mm-hmm. and you know you're healthy and. I mean, I could be wrong. What do you think? No, I think you're right. And just remembering back to when I was sort of 17, 18, you know, being sort of getting to age 40 or 50 seemed such a long way away that yeah. I just never even gave it a second's thought. No. You know, you're just in your life, aren't you? And you're being young and getting on with it and enjoying it's, yourself. It's funny because in one sense, in one sense you could say, you've blinked and suddenly we're now this age. Yeah. But then also, I also feel like a lot's happened. An awful lot has <laughs> happened. You know, when you think... And I suppose, first of all, we should say how old we are. I'm not adverse to doing that. I'm a little bit 39, older. 39, case oh. 39. Yes, yes! That's it, everyone. Oh, gosh, I wish. And I'm 35. <laughs> we were a few years ago. <laughs> Quite a few years ago. No, I'm I'm 50. And, and I'm 40. Dan, no. <laughs> Dan's just 46. He just had a birthday recently. Yeah. Um, so I'm four, four years older than Dan, four and a bit years older than Dan. So, yeah, but we, I do feel like there's been an awful lot gone on in those 50 years, 46 years for you. Yeah, and we've been together 18 years almost now, haven't we? Yeah. So we didn't actually meet until I was, I think I was 31 and you were 27. Yeah, whatever the maths is. We kind of had, you know, we had kind, we'd had lives obviously before that. And I hadn't. No, Dan always says that. No, didn't do anything until I met you. Yeah, right. Um, so it does kind of feel like in a way, it feels like everything that happened before I met Dan is, is kind of a blur now. Yeah, me too. Even though a lot, you know, I had quite a, a busy, full working life and all of that business. I had a busy working life, I had a busy social life before yeah. I met Dan. Um, and that kind of all changed. Yeah, because I... For the I, better, I, I think. I keep her all locked up now. It does. Yes. I don't let her out anywhere. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. No, it doesn't. All I mean is that I, I just lived a different sort of life. I didn't, 
didn't ever want children. Well, I was I very happy what, what working. Happens is, I think you tend to fill your life, don't you? No matter what situation yeah. you're in, most people will fill their life with something. And I filled my life, you know, you fill your life with work and a social life. I filled my life with an awful lot of music. Yeah. Whilst that, that was a great stage, and I think you would say the same thing about your mm. life before me. It's a great stage in your life. I think when you meet, when you meet the right person, you know that it doesn't really matter what you're doing. So long as you're doing it with that person, mm -hmm. then everything's fine. Mm. And so, yeah, 18 years ago, off we set. And then suddenly 18 years later, you're 50 and I'm 46. I know. And you kind of think, how on earth did that happen? Now, I know that an awful lot of you out there maybe younger i know an awful lot out there maybe substantially older and you'll maybe be thinking what are these young whippersnappers going on yeah, about i think though and and this is the sort of key i could be wrong here but certainly from everyone who i've spoken to the first time in your life when you feel sort of mortality getting older all of those things is when you get into your late 40s and definitely into your 50s yeah so i think it's it, it it gives us a good perspective to to speak from it does and i've i've said i was never bothered about my age you know never i never gave it a minute's thought until i hit 50. yeah and for whatever reason that has just i don't know it's really really affected me isn't it stupid because um, it's all mental well it is all mental but unfortunately for me it coincided with me being kind of hit like a sledgehammer with all of the menopause yeah. nonsense. It really all happened at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm in the throes of that at the moment. And yeah. I'll be honest, it's been horrible. Yeah. It's been, and is, I should say, is not being. Being and is truly horrible. And I've had quite a few months now of just lots of horrible symptoms and you know I have spoken to a doctor this well I, I won't go into it in detail but I did speak to a doctor back in May and I wasn't able to see a doctor unfortunately because of Covid I wasn't allowed to actually sit in front of a doctor which to be honest exasperated my situation hugely and I got to the point of actually more or less begging the doctor's surgery to say look I just need to sit in front of someone and I need to talk to a doctor and they wouldn't let me um so the thing is though I'm not even sure given the fact of all the all the it, 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 menopause is an issue for a lot of people talking to the right person absolutely and i didn't it speak. seems to be I a was, challenge doesn't it yeah i was just I don't given, know whether it's a global challenge it's certainly a challenge in this country i was given to a uh, what sounded like a fairly young male doctor at my surgery who i'd never spoken to before i'd never seen before i haven't been to the doctors for about five years to be fair and whilst he was very pleasant and very making all the right noises, you know, sympathetically wise. His solution at the end of it was just to prescribe me antidepressants. Yeah. Um, 
which I believe is quite a common thing that doctors do to prescribe people when they're going through menopause. Right. And I did speak to him about HRT, but unfortunately, he wouldn't entertain it for me because I lost a sister to ovarian cancer. That's obviously on my records. And because of that, he just closed the door completely to HRT yeah. and wouldn't look at it for me, um, which I found really, 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 like, just made me feel really down because I saw that as a possible solution to all the things I was experiencing. Yeah. So all he offered me, he didn't offer me any kind of talking therapy. Which actually probably would have really, really helped. I think helped. it would have really helped me yes. because at the time what had happened was, yes, I was suffering from physical symptoms, but the menopause seemed to have increased my anxiety like a bazillion percent. You know, I would say, and thinking about how it's been, you know, looking from the outside in, I'd say at least 50% of your issues would have felt a whole lot better yeah. had your mind been in a different place. Absolutely, absolutely. And I did actually, so long story short, I did have blood tests at the time and all of my standard blood tests were all normal, but the hormone test did show I was in menopause. So his solution was, let's give you some antidepressants and that was it basically. So I didn't do that because I've never wanted to do that and I don't see that as a solution. So I just thought, right, I've just got to deal with this thing myself, you know. I did look into a kind of independent therapist and I looked around, but at the time, all the information I was finding on people's websites were that everything was being done by video phone call again by because of covid and i just couldn't deal with that i couldn't it's just the worst possible time i just timing. wanted to sit in front of a human yeah, being yeah. you know yeah. and it was so it was just so depressing thinking I, I just what am i supposed to do i kept saying to you yeah what am i supposed to do yeah but i, I spoke to a friend actually who's a doctor i had a long conversation with her and that was really helpful I know this friend really well and she was very very helpful and from then onwards I kind of you know I, I think I've just gradually dealt with things on a day-by-day -day basis and I'm, I'm a lot better than I was. Oh you're in a, I mean it, it's beyond. Yeah I couldn't even talk about it back in May. Honestly I honestly it's literally so. literally was on the floor. Beyond. It, it, it couldn't be more different. No. And whilst I'm still having a lot of physical symptoms, an awful lot of physical symptoms, which are really unpleasant. You don't go into um, a meltdown now. No. Which is just I was, tremendous. I was having panic attacks, regular panic attacks. Yeah. Um, I, I just couldn't function. You know, it was, it was just horrible. So... The interesting question here is how, how did you get from there to here? Because honestly, now, it's like it's like you're you again. Yeah, I feel a lot more. I feel a lot more more like myself because. And I'm convinced. What I, it's mental things that you've it done. It is mental things. What I what I realised I think was because you know I suffer from health anxiety and I kept thinking that this wasn't menopause that something else awful was going on and I was having a lot of headaches at the time an awful lot of headaches and I told the doctor all this. Um, 
And I literally kept thinking I've got a brain tumour and... Or, or many other things. Or many other things, that I was going to have a stroke any second. I was lit literally have a panic attack thinking I was going to have a stroke because I'd just got this headache that wouldn't go. So I think it was just a really gradual process and I did lots of things really. I made sure that I maintained my walking every day even though I didn't. Some days I just thought, oh, I cannot face it face it but i did it yeah and it was always helpful yeah so i've walked pretty much every day do you know what i think that might be because actually you you read things don't you that tells you that that's a brilliant thing yeah. to do and i think that that probably has helped you more than we even realize yeah i listen to a lot of music which ah. is not something that i normally do but Dan put me together some playlists of things that he thought I would really like. Yeah. And I was walking and I was listening to music and I remember... I remember the, that. Yeah, I remember the first day I yeah. did that. I, I had a... You came back with a real spring I in your did. step. I yeah. did. I came back and I said, you know what? That's that was brilliant. It, that was brilliant yeah. and I loved it. And I was almost kind of tearful walking around yeah. because... It felt it just, so good. It, it just took me away, I think, yeah. from yeah. my brain. And yeah. It was really helpful. And then... I think I realised fairly, only fairly recently, the headaches did wait, you know, they did, they did dissipate, but yeah. then I would have times when they would come back. Yeah. And of course, I, I did a lot of reading as well on the whole menopause thing. Yeah. And looked into it and headaches, you know, were very common. And I think as hormones go up and down, that's why, you know, headaches will come and go. Yeah. But then fairly recently, I started taking I had an antihistamine every day because I just had a feeling. I wondered whether, because it was a lot of, I was getting a lot of congestion in my head, like in my sinuses. And ju just, just to add a bit of colour to this conversation, we've had issues in our house for all the years that we've lived in it yeah. with congestion. Both of us have. Yeah, and Brian also, times of year. It get, you know, when she wakes up in the morning, she has, She's a bit congested in her nose. And yeah. it's, a, it's a brand new property. We don't know what the issue could be, but anyway. Well, I think you've just said what the issue is, that it's a brand new property. I don't yeah. think people build houses like they used to build. No. Um, so I started taking an antihistamine, and actually that really helped. Yeah. So again, I looked this up about menopause, and apparently it is fairly common right. for um, you to get new allergies. Right or to it increases an allergy that you might already have yeah um, and my head's felt you know pretty clear for quite some time now i've not really had that issue that's good so i, th I think it was just a gradual uh, you know doing things gradually and just yeah. and eating really healthily you know don't really drink alcohol anyway when did we when did we change we dramatically changed we did the diet, change our diet we? and that was around about the same time that i started having issues which yeah. was sort of march time yeah we did change our diet and don't really eat any wheat anymore we cut back a lot on the red meat yeah we don't have a lot we didn't of red have a meat. lot before no, but we we, didn't. we've cut it right back now yeah we might have red meat once a fortnight something like that N nothing and processed no we don't eat anything processed really at all no i don't eat cakes anymore i don't eat biscuits well I, the only biscuits i have are sort of oat based ones yeah that are low in sugar um i only have one cup of ca caffeinated tea in the morning yeah 
you know, so I've done all of these things that that when I read up on sort of helping yourself through well, menopause. I think also there was an element of, because, you know, I'm just putting myself in the shoes of me 10 years ago, listening to you saying that, you think, oh my goodness. I mean, all hail you with, you know, cutting out all the, yeah. all of that. This was a gradual process yeah. of us both listening to our bodies. Yeah, yeah. For example, with regards to the red meat business, we just felt bloated and heavy yeah. after eating quite often. Sugar, um, the, the, the cutting out, the, the change in the biscuits yeah. was again a sort of gradual process over a period of months, listening to your body, listening to how you I felt. I think, yeah, that's actually been a really important thing, what you've just said about listening to your body, because I've never done that really. Yeah. And I've just merrily you know just carried on even if I was tired or yeah. whatever I'd just carry on yeah but that's something else that I've been doing lately is I've just been not every day but on days that I feel I need it yeah I've just been having a rest for about an hour in an afternoon just going and lying on the bed yeah. sometimes I fall asleep sometimes I don't yeah but I, you know, I feel like I'm just giving my body that bit of rest Absolutely. that extra rest that it needs yeah because I have been tired because I haven't been sleeping very well no. because of like all the things that go on yeah. <laughs> in your body and I think you've got to just adjust you know when people say it's a change yeah. in life it really is yeah. and it's taken me a long time to try and get my head around it because you know in your brain you still feel like you're 30 it's and then your body's telling you all these things it's interesting how the, the brain keeps coming up and, and I'm just so convinced that at the root of maybe all our problems, not just yours, not just, you know, the, the menopause business, but also other health issues that may arise, your brain tells you something, doesn't yeah. it? It says either, oh my goodness, this is awful. This and is bad. My God, and you're getting old. And, yeah. Oh no, you should feel really bad. And all of those things. And actually, it just compounds the health issues. Yeah. And it makes it all like become something which feels difficult to cope with, mm, mm. which is hard. It is hard. Yeah. And, you know, to, to do all that gracefully is... I've got to say, it is quite tricky. Well, I would say that I think you've dealt with it with real aplomb, to be honest. You know, I think you've done tremendously well. And well, that's kind of you to say, because I never felt like I did, or, you know, or I have. I'm saying I'm talking about this as if it's in the past. It isn't. It's I think far though, from in the past. Yeah, I mean, it may be far from in the past, but what happens is, do you know what? I think that one of the problems that modern society it sort of makes us feel is that there's a quick solution to everything mm. you know a bit like the I know it seems silly but you know like I want everything and I want it now yeah. I mean, we, we speak about it in different settings before on watching TV shows not wanting to wait for it yeah, ordering something yeah. expecting it to be here tomorrow all of those different things and maybe and that's why they're so keen to hand out antidepressants i don't know i mean well you know and to prescribe me antidepressants yeah. when i'd never even sat in I front know. of this doctor and also he never even well, looked at me you know, and if you, you, know you, if I mean? you spend it any just... time researching antidepressants at all yes sometimes you really need them but 
you should only take them when you do really, really need them because yeah. they are extremely challenging to come off. Well, that was always been my bother with them. Yeah. I think, yeah, okay, this could solve my problem. But in the what, short term. In the short term, but what happens? In the long term. When I need to come off these. Yeah. And I think it's very easy to get reliant upon upon these things and you you have an approach in life which i really admire and i think you're extremely correct in all of this and that is you would rather not intervene unless you really really have to yeah because you've always felt that pumping drugs into your body that you don't really need yeah is never going to lead anywhere good because at the end of the day if you can build up your own Resilience. Resilience, I that's a brilliant word. If you can build up your own resilience, if you can build up your own tools to get yeah. through that situation, which is exactly what you've done, then you're always going to be well, in a better situation. I don't know, and we'll see where I am in a well, year's no, it's time. A fact. But... It is a fact. It's a really difficult time in a woman's life and yeah. you know credit to I kept thinking random things like gosh you know what about all these really powerful women yeah. who you know are going through this and they're in positions really important positions yeah. you know in government or like doctor surgeons all this kind of thing and they're going through this as well what I've been experiencing the amount of stress just, that you're under I cannot even imagine no because you need to just take a step back, don't yeah, you? And allow yourself to readjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really do think that. And, you know, I'm speaking, obviously, from my own perspective. And I know Everybody's some women different. that I trusted with a friend recently who's about eight or nine years older than me. So she's kind of at the other end of it. And she said she didn't even barely notice yeah. anything. So you, you're right. Everybody I was like, you... <laughs> Every, you know, some people walk through it and don't even notice anything. Yeah. Obviously, some people are vastly affected. So, and then yeah. some people will be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, but no matter, I think you're bound to notice something, aren't you? I think. Yeah. Um, and then, in the background to all of that, I go for my checkup. Oh gosh, yeah. In January, is it January? January, I think. And I'm told that. They, they're concerned, because long-term listeners of the radio show will know that I had cancer and that I followed up my initial cancer treatment, which is chemotherapy, 2014, 2017, I had to have a lot of lymph nodes removed from my stomach, which was a, a huge operation. Huge, it was awful. And they thought that they'd spotted that one of the lymph nodes was behaving strangely. They, they thought it was probably just scar tissue, but you know, it was like, we're not really certain exactly what's going on. So what we're gonna to need to do is we're gonna to need to do a range of, of different things to try and you know, work out what it is. And over, since, since January, I've waited ages yeah. for an appointment. I had uh, some renograms, which are, highly unpleasant yeah <laughs> which checking, is where they check kidney function the renogram is they inject you with something that makes you need to go to the loo but you're not allowed to go to the yeah. loo I, I 
<laughs> said it was like torture because you're literally you're absolutely busting but you can't go because they have to scan you yeah and uh, all sorts of things and all of this going on yeah. from january through to, to two last, weeks ago, last week, week, <laughs> a week before, ago yeah, yeah. when it actually transpired that it's fine and that the issue which they thought was there wasn't there it was actually something else which we've always known about yeah and funnily enough that stems from another surgery that i had where i just had a very bad catheter and so i mean in summary i'm fine yeah but from fine. january through till october so 10 yeah we've just 10 had, months we've had it hanging and anyone who's had that knows what it's like so now, you know we've got that hanging and then i was going through all this rubbish yeah. and it's just really really stressful so now i, I know I kept, I kept waking up every day thinking i looked older i was yeah. looking in the mirror going i'm sure that wrinkle wasn't there the day before you know i'm totally convinced i was going to wake up one morning and i'd look like i was 75. <laughs> now i know that you know there'll be loads of you at home who are going through similar things worse things maybe things that you don't think are as bad and you've, you're then thinking oh goodness me I need to pull myself together but something that I was told by a doctor years ago I think it was oh I can't remember who it was but they said that and um, the human perception for stress in any situation is the same whether you you're yeah. whether you've got a gun pointed to your head yeah or whether you're you waiting just, for a job interview yes or something. yes yeah. it's the same so no matter what stressful situation you're in, you feel the same level of, of stress. Mm, mm. The, the only difference is, and this has been one of the positives that I've taken from, from cancer is, once you experience a higher level of stress, that resets your barometer. Yeah. So yeah. you won't get as stressed for your job interviews anymore. No. Because you know what it is to, for example, you know, face cancer or yeah. face menopause or you know whatever yeah. you know that situation might be. But for me, um, I think what I've discovered over the years is some people, some people need to talk. You know, mm. they they, mm. they need to get it out, don't they? And, mm. and mm. And a problem shared is a problem solved. But what I found is sometimes I need to talk a little bit. Mm. I don't think I've ever needed to talk a lot, have I? No. Now, now tell me if I'm... No, no. No. You're right. Um, I've never needed to talk a lot. But Sometimes some... I've had to drag things out of you. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I don't think I bottle things away. No, I just don't think you have that, that need. Well... What I found... I can tell when there's something on your mind. Yeah, that I need to talk about. Yeah. What I found is that if you... Personally, if I vocalise it, it makes it more of a thing. Yeah, I get that. And if I'd vocalised this at the start of the year to all my family, every time I would have spoken to them for the yeah. next 10 months, yeah. the root the root focus of the conversation would have been how am I doing mm. and that is not what I want mm. I want to get on with my life I want to deal with the issue that, that I have yeah. in the easiest possible way which is not making it some I think what it comes back to is I don't want to be defined and I bet you feel the same I'm, I'm guessing you don't want to be defined by menopause. No, by your age, I yes, suppose. Yes. No, absolutely you don't, no. And I think that... It, it's a Because another thing that I think that 
in the, the world of social media and sharing everything and yeah, we tell yeah, everybody everything yeah. do you know what sometimes no, I, I don't think we should well something I because you're going to feel better if you yeah. don't something I've had to do as well because my one of my downfalls is if if I, if I read about or see something from someone else that says something to do with bad health or whatever you know something like that it affects me and yeah. i think about it yeah. and it stays on my mind yeah. and even though i might not know that person personally more often than not i don't you know i will have seen it on social media it just preys on my mind yeah. so i've had to come to the conclusion that i don't need to see these things and so I haven't, I've sort of reworked how I manage social media and how I deal with it. And I'm still there and I'm still present, but I'm doing it in a way that I'm finding I can deal with, I can cope with. Yeah. And you know, it's up to everyone what they post on social media, obviously. It, it, it absolutely is, but I also think that we're rapidly coming to a point in society where we all need to take a step back and just go, hold on a minute. Yeah, I... Because the situation has got worse and worse and worse yeah. over the last really five, has. ten years. And most... People are, are sharing more and more and more. Yeah. More things are... It, it's just, it's wrong. I, I don't, I mean, people presumably must find it helpful to share these things. I'm I, not convinced I that know. they all do. I, I don't know, you know, I everybody think a lot must of people have feel a that, they sh that I, I, I have to do that. Yeah. Because for the same reason that you went through a period of time and you probably still do think, oh, well, I need to go and do that. Because I do. if I don't do that, that's total rubbish. I do think that. I don't do think let, that. Th this is a situation where you can't let the tail wag the dog no. you know at the end of the day we're all human beings walking on this planet social media is there as a tool for us yeah it's not there as something that we have to do because whether it makes us feel good or not yeah yeah i know i agree and, and the constant need to um, oh my goodness you know i posted that and i better see if anyone's comment if commented anyone's, or sent me yeah, a message you know an example is you know i posted something recently and I thought I'd posted it with all the information on the post that anyone would need. Well, was, you, you, you actually was, did. I did. In fact, I did. Yeah, I put all the information on there that was necessary for that post because I didn't want to have that thought on my head. I need to go back and see if anybody's asked a question. Yeah. And yet still there was a number of questions asked. That were answered in the post. Yeah, they were. But because, because of the way social media works, people don't read posts read, fully. No, they I scan know, through, they half look, and then they just ask a question without actually looking question, at what's in front of them. I know, and I got to the point where I thought, right, okay, I am gonna answer a couple of these questions, but then a couple of them, like, you know, the answer was in the post and I thought, I just can't, I can't be going backwards and forwards like this and it, it taking up and stressing my brain. Um, so it's all, you know, that, I was, I was going to say it's all these little tweaks to your life, but actually that's been quite a big thing. Yeah. To deal with that and to work out a way of me being more relaxed about it. I think that um, all of us need to realise that the online world has changed dramatically in the last five years. Yeah, it really has. And it, it, it's changed from a place which felt safe 
perhaps it never was, but it, it was a place that felt safe yeah. to a place that no longer feels safe. It doesn't, I, no, it doesn't feel safe to me. And when I say safe, I just mean that I don't feel I can ever go on there and look around without seeing something that's gonna uh, cause me anxiety or stress me out. Equally though, you have to think about every word that you put in any post. You absolutely do. Because if because, you make one slip, yeah. then you're gonna get attacked. Yes, which, you know, I've seen many, many times and people's lives have been destroyed and it's, it's just, it's, it's, the, it's the horrible side to social media. There are lots of positive sides, obviously. Oh yeah. That's why, I say, that's why I say it is a tool to be used by human beings in the right way. Yeah. And there needs to be a reassessment of what is going on here. <laughs> that car's the tiniest car in the world. Oh no, no, oh gosh. We're just coming up to the skinny bridge and there's lots of um, car juggling going on. Yes. I think that Lexus bullied its way through. Well, no, it was already oh, on not? the way through. Oh, right. And, that and this thing just no, set off. Okay. Can barely get one car through it, let alone two. Well, it's because this was built for yeah. horses and carts. Horses and carts. It's an old bridge. It, it, yeah. it's, this was one of the first railway bridges built anywhere in the world ever. Yeah, it was. I'm just walking underneath it. It's always having repairs done to it. It's constantly leaking. And unbelievably, oh, it's only for a second. It's never that quiet, but for a well, moment, then it go. was. <laughs> My words. Until oh, that idiot. He just caught his wing mirror. Did you hear that? Yeah. Bang. What a he caught his wing fall. mirror as he came through because he was going far too fast. So that serves him right. I think, right, that what we're sort of coming to here is that by taking ownership of a situation that you're in and adopting a range of different strategies you've spoken about yeah but you had to sorry sorry i'm avoiding all those drips under the you had to take ownership you were forced to take ownership was, of your situation because I, I just didn't feel like anyone was going to help me and you know coming back on something that we spoke about a while ago we, my mum has sent you a lot of articles recently yeah, she has. and all the articles have all said the same thing and that is that it's virtually impossible to get specific help with regards to effectively tackling menopause? It's very, very difficult. I think it's just one of those subjects that seems to, in terms of, um, you know, getting help, like say getting help with it, it's, there's very few specialist menopause doctors in the country. So I, th I believe the waiting list to see one is huge and it can take you years to actually get to see one. So by the time you've by seen them. By which time, you know, you've gone through it, most of it, haven't you? So. What you've done is, you, the, the things we've spoken about is, and we've both done this, listen to our bodies. Yeah, made, definitely, that's a huge thing for me. Made lots of little changes. Yeah. And I, I think I've just accepted it now as well. I wasn't accepting it before. That's a key thing. I think I was just in complete denial. I'm like, I'm not that old. Yeah. I, if I could, I could still have a baby if I wanted to. I can't possibly yeah. be that old. Not that I want a baby. My years of that are well gone. But do you know what I mean? It's, it was like my body telling me that yeah. I'm past it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Acceptance, I think, yeah. like you said there, is, yeah. is, is, is huge doing things to put your, your brain, put yourself mentally in the strongest possible position 
Yeah. Is, is massive. And if that means taking quite radical changes. Do it. Then <laughs> you should absolutely do it. You know, you don't be dictated to by society. No. On how you live your life and how you, you know, if, if you want to, I've read several books recently on quitting social media completely and I'm, I haven't done that obviously, but I can see the advantages of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, the social media thing is, is a frustrating one because I think it is a massively huge positive thing. Yes, absolutely. That because over the last few years, there seems to have been this decision by human beings to start using it in an aggressive, as nasty way, as yeah. a weapon, that it is, it's ruining it for everyone. And yeah, so my feeling is definitely that it, it's a positive thing that used in the right way can do great things. Yes. And what you have to do is you have to do what you did and that's find a way to make it work for you. Yes, yes. I and agree. all of these things are all putting you mentally in the best position to set foot out in life yeah and to and you know because it feels like it's another you know it's another phase to your life isn't it well this um, actually brings me on to something i was thinking about this morning and, and that is if you think about your life as a year yeah and i'm thinking about the seasons so yeah. so you, you're born and when you're growing up it, it's you know january february march yeah. and then and then you're into the sort of summer period in you know, like your 20s yeah. and your 30s. Well, we're at the autumn of our lives. I'd say so. That's very, yeah, very And what is, what is our oh, favourite season? Autumn, don't yes. We love autumn, so, so we should be enjoying this. So we? this is the moment where we should be absolutely loving every second because without doubt, that's been the most pleasant walk with regards to the temperature. Oh, it's lovely, yeah. It is just really perfect. Nice. And seeing those trees. We've just got home to my nice clean front door, which I've just cleaned. <laughs> and um, seeing those trees with the, the leaves just, you know, dropping and turning, oh my goodness, it couldn't be better. It's absolutely perfect. Can you believe though that we in just a home. few days, it's gonna be November. It is. It's oh my goodness. Bryony's birthday in a few days. She's going to be 16. Crazy. That is crazy. We've got lots of things planned. Yes, nothing, it's going to be marvellous. Nothing major, no, but no. just lots of nice trees. Home stuff. Yes. Folks, so that's it. I hope that's been interesting for you. And I hope that's maybe helped a little bit. And it's certainly been an interesting conversation for us. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, so thank you so much for listening. Thanks, it's been everyone. wonderful to be with you. Take good care of yourselves. Have your glasses steamed up? No, they haven't steamed up, but I'm trying to find a way of doing all the things I need to do. And I haven't got enough hands, so I've had to put them back on even though I'm inside. <laughs> so folks, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you soon with another Bakery Bears radio show. See you soon. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.